Welcome, 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 welcome to the Bros Balls Bangers podcast. I am your host, Caleb Wilcox. With me on this lovely Monday evening is my co-host, Mr. Cody Davis. Well, hello, beautiful friend. How's how's your Monday evening going? I am having a wonderful Monday. It's beautiful outside. Recording a little late tonight. A little uh, bit. We are currently watching some live NBA playoffs, though, so you yes, can't can ask for much more. No, um, can't wait to hear about your Monday, though, bro. Excited to be here. It was it was good. Uh, worked, got off, went to the gym, came home, ate dinner, played some COD, watching an NBA, recording a pod. Like I don't I don't know what more I could want on a Monday. I mean, Mondays are supposed to be bad. Work wasn't horrible. Uh, did my thing, had my headphones in, and just kind of vibed. So can't complain. Excited to be here and, and ready to get rocking and rolling. How was your gym gym sesh, bro? Is that your it's your first one in a while, right? Yeah. So, me and Mace <clears throat> on Friday. It'll be six months on the day until our wedding. Uh, so we decided we should probably try to start looking looking as hot as we possibly can. That's <laughs> uh, also springtime. You're gonna start going to the lake, start getting getting out to the river, things like that. So wanted to just start getting in better shape also we played basketball saturday mm-hmm. after the tournament yes we did and that one and only game i played exhausted me <laughs> like i was dead i think it would have been better if you had some better shoes yeah i was talking to uh travis and clayton about it today and they were like yeah like it's surprising that you played a game and it like it's so hard to like move, and they're so clunky, and like just, you would feel so much lighter. And I even I even called you out for them too. As soon as I saw them, I'm like, there ain't no way you're playing a game in those, buddy. There ain't no way. I tried, and we yeah, tried. We and scored we, three, and we <laughs> did we win? No, no, we didn't, we didn't win that two on two game. No, we no, we, we got lost. demolished because I couldn't I couldn't move. Like I was just so so tired. One and my feet were just on. Fire! Yeah, like, yeah, my ankles were hurt. Like vans and basketball are just not <laughs> not the move. Not the move. So <laughs> yeah, bad bad deal there. But we got a workout in today, and just gonna keep it going and try to eat healthier. We ate a little healthier dinner tonight. Some salads, sandwiches. Hopefully, get that uh, washboard ab here by hey. summertime. No, that's not the goal. The goal is not to get swole. The goal is not to anything like that. It's just to Get a little bit healthier. Yeah. Just improve little bit by little bit. So And you'll you'll get it day by day, bro. It'll, yeah. It'll just start coming back to you naturally. So No, excited for the grind. It'll be be fun. One that we haven't taken together. See what happens. How was your Monday? Man, it was uh just a fully loaded day, kinda like yours. Uh had a little orientation for um some plans that we'll get into a little bit later okay um and uh excited for that my boy wim the lawnmower working again so he mowed today and i uh did a little weeding around the yard around the backyard too so uh the yard's looking fantastic it always feels good whenever you get your yard mowed like oh yeah just looking fresh looking beautiful out there got the lines in it and everything especially when you have a beautiful day like it was today yes yes it was it was just perfect day to get it done glad we did um, guarantee i could guess what wimmer was wearing and it is some tennis shoes tall socks shirt shorts and a cutoff but like a cutoff that like is like in the middle is super cut off too yeah <laughs> yeah i think he was wearing a cut off i think so just would like that 
Anytime I've seen him lately, as it's gotten warmer, I just nothing but cutoffs. And I'm like, that must be his thing in the summertime. <laughs> he wears lots of cutoffs. That's a, I think that's a Pleasant Hope thing, gosh. That's all we wore in high school was cutoffs. That was okay. the thing. Wear cutoffs to all sporting events for sure. We Sometimes most kids would wear them just to school every day. Jeez. It's crazy. See, I went to at Willard. That definitely was not happening. We I mean, yeah. had a couple of people that may have wore cutoffs, but... For the most part, no one was just rocking cutoffs. I remember at one point they just banned cutoffs. They were really, yeah, from dudes or girls. How crazy is that? That's wild. Yeah, like wild. even at like PE. Yeah, yeah. They eventually just stopped allowing people to wear them. What did they call PE in high school for you? It was team fitness for us. <laughs> team fitness. Yeah. Uh, I think that sounds. I think it was team fitness. I think they just called it like physical education. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, like well, because we play. They tried to make us play like team stuff. So you would even play like, uh, I mean, obviously dodgeball every Friday, but we did like basketball rotation, soccer rotation. Like they tried to like have some like structure to PE, as you will. But ball was a big thing for us. We played a shit ton of kickball. We played a little bit. We got into it, especially when we played inside. Dodgeball was the thing that everyone wanted to play. Okay. At Willard. That was the big, like, Friday, like, playing some dodgeball, like, get ready. <laughs> dodgeball Fridays, baby. Yeah, and you would you would go hard. That, that was probably the day that you would sweat the most, is on freaking dodgeball Fridays. <laughs> yeah. You're out there working, so. That's awesome. It was it was awesome. Uh, I overheard you telling Mace the renovation started today. Yes, sir. Uh, new bathroom coming in hot. Uh, my boy Jeremy, he's our kind of our landlord, uh, pretty much our property manager kind of thing. He uh, came over today and just pretty much did the the demo on uh, on the bathroom and took everything out, um, knocked that out super quick, and uh, he's putting in a little sub floor for us, a new sub floor, and then uh, that's awesome. Getting a whole new shower, um, toilet, whole shebang, man. It's I can't wait. Cannot wait. That's gonna be so clutch. Yeah. Imagine the first shower in that. Oh, bro, I'm so excited. Like I'm, I'm picturing, this is how my like the perfect shower for me would be is like you sweat really hard, like you're out mowing or something like that. Oh yeah. And you come in and it's been 90 degrees it, or a hundred, like it's swelting outside. <laughs> <laughs> and you freaking come in and you get in the shower and it's like a rainfall type shower and those are just game over dude it's uh, i'm just excited for like a new modern type shower okay uh, was it an older type um yeah it kind of had like some old shit vibes type shower, okay. like the you know the curved door with the sliding door and it was just like very you feel like you couldn't breathe in there it was just not fun so no, that'll be awesome yeah so excited uh i think we're getting a new like little vanity thing too for our kitchen or not kitchen but the like the sink area and stuff Ooh, nice. um obviously new floors so it's it's just gonna be a whole new whole new vibe in there i feel like a, a brand new place dude it will i'm so excited can't wait are you the type when you get a place to yourself and you you buy a house are you going to want to do renovations or are you the type that you'll want to buy something that's kind of newer and doesn't need a bunch of work done? Newer. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Definitely just get the spot that makes sense to me. Macy right definitely and I have talked would uh, love to renovate because it'd just be fun. Uh, something for us to do together, something to try and, and see if we could do it. Mm -hmm. We'll see. 
that would be our first like that would be our starter just to screw around like do a little some projects yeah, but right now it's like with the housing market and everything like it is it's like yeah, we just couldn't take the risk and it'd be a type of like eh, whatever if we screw it up <laughs> we screw it up type of thing like think oh this is gonna cost us money actually. yeah no so what one day one day so for now the apartment's awesome we'll, we'll take it as it is we vibe in here for sure. Yeah. I attended the 3v3 tournament this weekend. Yes, we did. In a different manner than I usually have. Mm-hmm. And I was on the sidelines of watching our, I, I feel like I can say now our, our boy Teague, Reft. Yep. yep. And his buddy, which was, his name was Logan? The guy, the other guy that Reft? Yeah. So griff griffin griff okay. was uh he not really tegan's buddy he was he played on it one of the teams okay. um, in the last tournament loved the atmosphere loved what we were doing uh and actually reached out to uh ref some of our tournaments um and said he's done a little bit of refing before um and you know he did a great job uh this past weekend and uh, we had a blast. Uh, I think you had an even more of a blast being on the sideline and getting to soak it all in without anybody roughing you up or being in your ear the whole day. Well, it was nice to just hear that <laughs> more so that it's consistent that from who is complaining and the complaints that they're giving. So you know that it's not like stuff that you're missing. Or if it is, it's like ticky tacky. Or when you talk to everyone and you're like, all right, we're not going to call it ticky tacky game. They're like, thank God goodness i'm glad that we've joined a tournament that's not a bunch of ticky tacky guys and then they get down by three or four points and they're like man why aren't they calling these ticky tacky fouls so i can restart the play or i can take a two minute break because i'm tired like it's these type of things and you're like you can't have like come on man you can't have your cake and eat it too exactly there's just no there's no winning and ref let's just be honest refing is hard oh it is one of the hardest things to do uh, no matter what level you're at, really, especially at a higher type level with guys that are knowing how to play basketball and playing pretty well and uh, aggressive and the mentality is all there, uh, the environment's there for everyone. So it's it's tough. It really it's a, is. It's a thankless job for yeah, sure. Yeah. And you've got to really lock in as an, as an official. To you really do. see what every what everybody's movements are, how people are playing, you need to you know conversate with all of them, you know get their opinions. It's tough. So I shout out refs and official and officials. They deserve it. So. Yeah. Two thoughts went through my mind as as you were talking. There was first for me especially. It's it's hard because I'm a fan of the game. One for basketball. Two, it's like even a, a ref in general for for football would be hard. Uh, baseball. I don't know, it wouldn't be too tough, but I'd get bored. Uh, but it's like, it's hard because I want to just watch. I want to enjoy. I want to, I'm a student of the game. I'm a fan of the game. I, I just love watching the game. So yeah, yeah. that's difficult. And I, I guess I'm, I wonder if most refs are the same. I wonder if they all, if professional refs enjoy actually watching basketball. Like in their free time, do you think they're watching NBA games or they're like, I don't freaking care about basketball. It's, it's my job. For NBA refs, I think most of them are fans of the game. Some of them probably played most, most of them played at a college level. So you would think... You would hope that they're NBA fans, but man, there's so many egos with NBA officials, especially, and the NFL. Oh, for sure. That you you just don't know what you're going to get every other week. Mm -hmm. And then once you get in the playoffs, I mean, obviously it gets better, but... Yeah, without a doubt. It, and the refs, I think, know what's on the line in the playoffs. Basically, the regular season should be taken seriously, and I think every sport is doing more to make it to where the regular season matters. And I'm, I'm glad for that. I think it's a good thing, and uh, we'll talk 
about this a little more in, in the balls if we want. But one thing that I was going to point out is the refs definitely lock in because they know what's on the line is a little money, one. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of these guys, like a, a Steph, a LeBron, even a Giannis, a CP3, KD, like legacies are on the line and narratives are on the line. So for them to make a call that could potentially sway it that way because they weren't as locked in as they should have been is huge because the refs aren't going to be talked about. If a call gets blown or whatever, unless it, I'm trying to think if there's ever been some like officiating that's been talked about on everyday sports media i would say that call for the uh saints rams game was talked about for a long time that's true but okay so like in basketball though some like foul like fouls like that or something you don't see those talked about heavily on sports media yeah it's always just whoever won the game usually exactly so that's definitely something to consider i mean you want them to be locked in and things like that but at the same time playoffs do matter and that's when it counts so definitely thankful that they do lock in at that time it's a great take for sure we uh th the playoffs is just different different animal you you can tell that every possession is they're playing like it's their last. It's, oh, just, yeah. it's just a way more beautiful type of basketball. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Last thing I wanted to touch on before we get into the shout outs was you had mentioned that you get to do a fun little thing and potentially work the NFL draft up in KC. Yeah, man. Uh. So there's possibility i think it's pretty much confirmed that we're doing it uh next weekend next thursday friday and saturday is the nfl draft in kansas city like we talked about before and i think your boy's gonna go up and do a little bartending up there and uh make a little moolah for that weekend instead of going up there and partying just gonna make a little money and then maybe party a little bit on saturday night up there and have a good little evening, but uh, yeah, so anybody up in KC, your boy's coming up, and we're going to have a good weekend, and uh, hopefully see you guys at the draft. Um, come see me, come buy some drinks, and uh, super pumped, man. Just want to make sure the audience is clear, that is the April 27th, yes. 28th, 29th, and the 30th, yes. so yes. just so we have full whatever it is, those dates, 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Yes. So please see Mr. Cody in the old uh, KC. We go into halftime for the Golden State Warriors game down by 6 58 52 got ugly there for a minute they were down by 10 seemed to be having some issues with the refs I'm not seeing some calls doing getting some certain calls going both ways I think Kings would even agree should be a great second half this was a crazy game one lots of intensity lots of lead changes I think there's 24 in, in game one so very excited for the rest of this game but let's get into the shout outs do you want to lead us off in the shout outs I will I will yes I would love to so shout out these two lovely ladies uh so earlier we were talking about how my bathroom's getting remodeled and I don't have a toilet or a shower at the moment so shout out these two lovely people allowing me to come over and use their uh, <laughs> facilities. Um, my Aunt Brandy and Kayla, my cousin Kayla. Uh, they have always pretty much been there for me for no matter what. Anything I need, they, they can do it for me. Um, so shout out them. Appreciate them so much for, and I know they they listen to the pod, so uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for allowing me to uh, come over and uh, clean myself, because um, I definitely need it. <laughs> and uh, hopefully this bathroom gets done soon so I can stop coming over and uh, annoying you guys. But um, And she fed me tonight, so shout out the whole shebang. Uh, she was great, so thank you, Aunt Brainy. Thank you, Kayla. 
you guys are awesome. So, what about you, bud? Who's yours? I just want to. Uh, this isn't my shout out, but I do want to shout out them for letting them for you to get clean, so you didn't smell when we're doing this pod. So, right, yeah. shout out to them for yeah. for not making me have to smell you. Mm-hmm. My shout out for the week is going to be a guy that we attempted to have on as our first guest. Things didn't quite work out, but he'll definitely be on at some point. And that is Mr. Adam Koroleski. Ooh. We have been grinding some COD. It's been a blast. We have been playing the new Modern Warfare 2. I've been on some heaters recently. We have just been crushing it. Like, seven win streak tonight when you came over. Went on a couple more seven win streaks the other night. We've played throughout the weekend here and there. And that's one that has been nice. So Rust is a game that I felt like take o- took over. And you have to play seven to eight hours at a time to actually get the full experience. Whereas COD, you can hop on and play two, three games and be like, oh, yep, that was COD. It's still COD. <laughs> yeah. It's still the same thing. Yeah. It's still shoot people, yeah. and I'm not the greatest at it sometimes. Yeah. And then there's sometimes that you'll pop off like a 10, 15 streak, and you're like, all right, yeah, I want to keep playing. It's it's for those moments. It's just like golf. Mm-hmm. That's why I always tell people about golf, is you have 10, 12, 13 bad shots in a row, and then you have the one iron from the fairway that just lands five feet from the hole, and you're like, all right, this is why I play for this <laughs> feeling right freaking here. Yes. So yes, yeah, love that. that's my shout out. The the duo, Adam, thank you for playing and it's been a blast. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it rolling. Can't wait to have him on. So shout out, Adam. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, Straight into the balls. We are in the playoffs. Ooh. NBA playoffs are full steam in. We're in the thick of it. Knuckle deep in the playoffs. Ooh. Warriors played Saturday along with a handful of other teams. They lost to the Kings. The Kings first playoff win in 17 years. Shout out Kings. Shout out Kings fans. It was a crazy game. Only a three-point game. Uh, Like I said, 24 lead changes. Wild. Other Saturday games featured the Nets and the 76ers with the 76ers handily taking them by 20 Celtics easily defeating the Hawks 112 to 99 and the Knicks which everyone says an upset I don't know it's based on seeding I guess it is but I think the Knicks have been right there with the Cavs as far as on even ink even kill there Knicks took game one 101 to 90 seven and that was our saturday games thoughts on those games saturday uh I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you i don't think that's an upset Knicks, Knicks are definitely the better team they need not the Cavs would need donovan to do his big time playoff performances for him for them to even have a chance i think julius and honestly jalen man jalen brunson is that boy yeah how the hell the dallas mavericks let that boy walk out of town is obviously they you can see what he does he's just the so stories great. coming out about that departure is weird too so just yeah a weird situation not looking good for cuban i you really thought he was like a really good type of especially at the end of the season owner, general the manager type and sitting to the players and stuff it's, it's a weird what's going on there dallas has became a weird situation with yeah. luca the uncertainty there Kyrie is Kyrie still props to him as a as a talent but as far as where he wants to be, as far as where his headspace is, never quite know. And then Cuban, there's just some weird things floating around. And it even brought up stuff that like happened in the past where you're like, they purposely tanked and got fined and lost. I think it's just money. I don't know if they ever lost picks. In like they didn't 20, lose picks. But Bunch of money, though. Definitely got fined. And it's like, what the f- Dude, a lot can happen in less than a year. Let's think about that. Less than a year ago, they were in the Western Conference Finals, and everyone was talking about how the Mavs were the next 
thing going to be in the West. Yeah. With Luka leading the charge. And then they lose Brunson. Pretty much don't recover from that. Like, they don't sign anybody as far as a point guard or anybody like that goes, especially to his caliber. Uh, they bring in Christian Wood. Uh, Who played well. And plays okay. You know, what you need him to do. Uh, and then you try to do the Kyrie Irving experiment. And as great as Kyrie is, it didn't work out. They were really Plain bad. Plain and simple. They were really bad when they were on the... Like, they were really bad. Which you... Like, even though Kyrie and Luca would have good games, what is everybody else doing? That's the, that's the key. Like, yeah, you guys can have great games, but is anybody else doing anything good for you? The thing is, I don't think anyone else on that team was locked in. Like, everyone's like, oh, let's watch Kyrie and Luca. Just ice it their one-on-one on one yeah, stuff. That's all it was. Oh, here, I got the ball. Where's Luca or Kyrie? Yep. When they're not on the floor, people are like, what do I do? And who does that fall back on, kid? I mean, at the end of the day, I think I'm, I'm going to take this over the NFL a little bit, but... It's like if the Cowboys make bad roster decision, it falls on Jerry Jones. Everyone's going to blame Jerry Jones. No one's going to blame Mike McCarthy. At the end of the day, Jerry Jones is the face of that organization. So no, I don't think it falls on Kidd. I think it falls on Cuban. Cuban signed off on the Kyrie stuff. He did. Cuban True. signed off on Brunson leaving. Cuban wanted Brunson to still be there. Brunson would still be there. He's got the money. It, yeah, that that was the big one. You losing him, and him obviously seeing what he's doing in the playoffs with the Knicks. It's just yeah, and the weird like stories about his dad. Yeah. coming out it's just it's just a weird i don't i don't know cubans questionable right now i would say on that front definitely so much can change in less than a year man That's oh yeah so wild oh yeah i love it <laughs> it was funny as i look back on the previous episodes we recorded that didn't we didn't release and we were dogging on the on the kings we were dogging on we the were kings. saying they were fake i especially i i don't know that i I'm not gonna speak for you, but I was definitely like, they're not kings. Like this is a regular season. They'll they're impressing me, man. They they can score. They and can, they, and and they've proven that they can score even when fast. their stars are not playing well. They're so fast. They have guys that you wouldn't even know their name. You wouldn't even know who they are, but they're just skilled. They're technical. Who, who am I thinking of? Uh, I think it's the movie Glory Road, mm-hmm. where they just run, and that's all they are. Or it might even be Coach Carter, but they're just a all, they're just fitness. They just continuously Coach run. Carter, I think you're thinking of that one, where they just can run for days. Yeah, that's what I think of the Kings. Like they, I just don't feel like they ever get tired. They just they play so well together. So many, so many young guys, and then they got Harrison with that, you know, veteran leadership and Sabonis. Like I'm a uh, Coach Beard from Ted Lasso, and it's like fast on the outside. Like they're just <laughs> yeah. so fast, man. <laughs> the old Darren's a crazy scorer, but man, they're fast. He's a dog, bro. <laughs> yeah, he gets after you on the defensive side too. He's given Steph problems these first two games, I think. I mean, Steph still had his thirty something. Yeah, but so, but no, it, he's locking in. They both. It's going to be a. Great series. I said last time I went on a hot take and said that we were going to come out of Sacramento up 2-0. Definitely didn't happen. Uh, Great I think first game. I don't think we're going to win in five. I think it's definitely going to go six or seven. Um, I hope it only goes six because seven at Sacramento would be loud and scary so for anyone. For anyone. Dude, that crowd right now is just crazy. It's probably the loudest crowd. I mean... I hope Chase shows up they will. Thursday night. They will. I hope they show up in a big way because there's been a lot of NBA heads saying that's the loudest crowd in the NBA right now. Yeah. Kudos to them. They probably are. Yeah. Let's take that back come Thursday night. Okay. I, I feel you there. Uh, to kind of finish up our Saturday games, I'm going to talk a little bit about that game for you guys. That game was honestly one of the most entertaining games I've watched all year. Back and forth, just great shot making. S- some of the officiating was a little que- questionable. 
at times, especially on Steph. I feel like he didn't get as many calls as he should have. Uh, but I won't. I won't talk on that. That we yeah, we won't get too far into it. But at the end of the day, you got to make some shots at the end, and Sacramento made a couple more shots at the end. And they've been one of the most clutch it. teams in the NBA all season, yeah. Aaron in particular. So yep. kudos to them. Uh, then we move over to Sunday. Sunday we have your boys. Woo, baby! Lakers versus Grizzlies. Uh, all right. Go over the other three real quick, and then we'll get into the the Lakers Grizz Heat Bucks. Couple of major injuries in Heat Bucks. First being Tyler Hero. Uh, the Heat ended up beating the Bucks one thirty to set one seventeen. Uh, Tyler Hero goes down in the fourth quarter with a broken hand, out four to six weeks. Yeah, huge, huge so, for the the Heat. So he's pretty much done. Yeah, he leads the team, or he's third on the team in points, third in like field goal percentage, and third in like three pointer percentage, or, or first in first three pointer percentage. He's a dog too, man. Yeah, he's he's a great shooter. That's a big loss. Huge emotional guy can really uh, get you in the ebbs and flows and, and things like that. He hits the big shots too. And then for the Bucks, Giannis falling pretty hard on his back. Yep, um, scary, scary moment. The game didn't come back. Definitely mm-hmm. scary. They're they're saying that he should be good for game two. We'll see. I think I get you're down one zero, but get him healthy. There ain't no reason to be getting him and out for the you whole can freaking you can win four straight against the Heat with Giannis healthy. Like I get it, but you, you say you you would think, but man, that boy Jimmy when he's, he's playing like he is in the playoffs, Jim, playoff can't Jimmy is that. different. Yes, you can't you can't say the Bucks are going to take them without Giannis. There's no way. I'm going to go back and find and during uh, episode six, which we didn't preview, so we'll preview at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. but. I'm going to bring a clip where I said that the Heat, if there was anyone in the East that would you should be scared of, it was the Heat because of Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember you saying that. 100%. I, I'm going to go find I'll, that I'll clip. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Jimmy's scary. Hey. He did it against your Lakers. He almost beat your Lakers he by himself. Us, he took us a six. So give him props. That's that's a boy. That's a dog. He's a dude you want on your team. Yes. When it comes to that, the regular season's over, playoffs begin. I want Jimmy on my team every day. Just just a killer, man. Yeah. When it's playoff time, you knew he was he's on. He's ready. So, so no Tyler for the Heat. That's a huge loss. Way more is gonna be expected of Jimmy. All of those memes where he's leaning up on the scorer's table, there's going to be a lot more of those because he's going to have to do some work. Carry. Uh, Clippers' Suns. Clippers coming out with a surprising 115-110 upset of the Suns. And I will call that one an upset because the Suns should have won that. Should have won it. They kind of coughed it up at the end. I will also say there was some questionable officiating at the end of that game, too. Russ had a terrible night shooting. 3-19. Made the plays necessary to win you a ballgame. But almost had a triple-double elsewhere. And just like... Dude, dude, it was everywhere. Rebounding was just all over the boards. It was crazy. Every time he, on the offensive side, too, was just getting guys, just outworking everybody. That's what they need out of him. And I think that's where he didn't mesh well with the Lakers, is they, they needed a shooter. They, they had dudes that could do the everything else type of thing. Yes. They needed a, a dude that could be out could do on the arc and shoot. Yep. And he wasn't that. He can't do that. So And it sucks that they were trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole or whatever the saying is. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's just better off somewhere else. And he, he found his place in Clipperland. Maybe it's different when Paul comes back and he's not as vital on the offensive side. But, uh, hey, heck of a game one. 
They they, they deserved it. The foul call on Russ at the end was interesting. I thought it should have been a foul um, on him slapping his hand, not the ball, uh, when they called a block and when the Clippers got to take the ball and they pretty much ran the clock out after that. But uh, it was a great game one. Phoenix should have had it. KD, I kind of, KD kind of went away from scoring and more of a facilitator type role in that game. And, uh, I thought he could have scored more in the fourth, but I think it's going to go six or seven also. My two takeaways is one, KD is going to come out and attack, I think, in game two and going to be really aggressive. I think they, they can't drop two. No, not at all. And second, to kind of get into our next game, the Timberwolves Nuggets, if the Clippers beat the Suns, hypothetically, Clippers beat the Suns, which it'll go six or seven, the Timberwolves Nuggets could easily be a sweep. <laughs> Nuggets, Looking at yeah. that game, that yeah. was n- nowhere. Where is Anthony Edwards? What is he doing? Um, where is Cat? Yeah, but you know what those guys are gonna give you. Okay, but hold on. Let's not. I appreciate that, but let's not give Cat escape here. He had eleven points. But that's what he does. No, 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 no. Cat can easily get twenty five a game. Buddy. He is that talented, buddy. He should be getting twenty five a game. But he disappears. That's the thing. All I'm saying is we can't go. Yes, Ant Edwards should they have. They put up 80 points, bro. I get it. But Ant is just, Cat is just as responsible as Ant. I just want to make that clear. I'm not trying to argue or whatever. Make them both as responsible. Anthony Edwards is smart enough and has that, I mean, did have that killer inside of him to to know enough that it's it's my show at the end of games. Ended up with a minus 12. Rating. Exactly, man. Come on, what are we doing? Like, if Mike Conley is your best player, we're not doing good things. And Mike Rudy Gobert, a... holy cow, that's going to go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history. Mike Conley minus 18, uh, Rudy Gobert minus 28. The most minus 28 on yeah, the floor. Yeah. Are you kidding there me? Was... The only person on their team that had a positive rating was Wendell Moore Jr. And he had a plus one. Yeah. Played two minutes. That is insane, though. They literally got their ass smacked. Yeah, it was bad. And that's why I think a lot of the the NBA heads are, are considering this could be a potential sweep. What did we talk about with the Timberwolves? What did we talk about? Remember they when were, we say they were trash? The Thunder should have been the the last team in. Yeah. They would have the Thunder or the Pelicans would have made it way more convincing. Pels would have been interesting. Brandon could have carried, and maybe Zion would have said, "Fuck it, let's play." Oh, maybe I'm I'm done thinking. I know. Did you see that interview? Yeah. Let's touch on that for just a, a second here. Okay. When are we gonna? Just accept that he's done. He's going to come back and play next year. I fully believe that. How many games? Not many. He's going to get hurt again. That's just what he is. He's going to have to be one of those big-time load management type players. He's going to play maybe 40, 50 games a year. And hopefully he's healthy for the playoffs. That's what they're playing for him is going to be. He's a freak. When he plays, I looked at their record or that whatever was talking about there. When he plays, he's just a bully, man. He's so big, so powerful, and so quick at what his size is. It's insane what he does when he's in his prime, but he can't stay healthy. Nope. I think props to uh, Stephen A. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith said this. Okay. And his takes are or whatever, but he made a good point in saying that Zion can't land. He doesn't know how to land with such a big body. He doesn't know how to fall. He doesn't know how to absorb that contact when he does go down. Because, And I have the same thought with Jaw. He has it a little better, but I'm worried about his size. And we'll get into that when we talk about the Lakers Grizz. But mm-hmm. uh, Zion is so big that I just, he doesn't know how to like not just land Gra- on his like fall. big, on his elbows and his legs. And it's like, dude, come on. Yes. Even 
to kind of compare him here more recently even. The way I've seen Anthony Davis be falling and stuff on the ground, it's just way more graceful. It, I swear, it's different. Yeah. And you can appreciate it more. You, you don't feel like, man, every time he falls to the ground, it's like, oh my gosh, here we go. Yeah, no, What's it going to be? So Zion's the same way. He's got to figure something out. He's got to do some different things with his body. The other take that I have not heard many people say, and you can let me know if you've heard anyone say this or not, but maybe there's some like scientific health thing going on that because he's so big, because he's so whatever, that maybe his body just didn't, like some of his body didn't grow like the rest of his body and it's still catching up. Like he is still young. He's still, what is he like 24? Yeah, he's still very young. So it's like, maybe he is still growing and still like some of it, like we talk about growth spurts and things like that. Maybe he's just still growing and there's parts of his body that are trying to catch up to other parts of his body. Well, that's, that's a true, yeah, I, I mean, I feel you there. But whenever your body is constantly trying to bounce back from a big injury or a minor injury, there's it's hard to focus on those things of recovery and like figuring out what you're doing whenever you're not hurt because you're hurt all the time. You know, there's just so many things going into it. It's it's hard for a person, especially at the NBA level. I can't even imagine. Uh-huh for that mental of like, man, why can't I just get on the court and stay on the court? Because I'm sure that's sh- real shitty. But no, I'm sure he feels that. And that sucks. I mean... He's a great talent. When he he's is. right, he is something else. He is a double-double freak. He could be like a 2020 type guy. If no, he's I that right. couldn't agree more. He's he's a rare talent, a generational talent, a special talent. No more kudos could be thrown in Zion's way. I just need to figure out a way to stay healthy. He's never going to get healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll wrap up. It wasn't the final game. Game is actually the 2 p.m. game, and that's your Lakers versus the Grizzlies. All right, now you Lakers. know what, you know what that game was, bro. It was such a beautiful sight. Lakers got themselves a dub. Let's, we did. If you can't tell by Cody's enthusiasm, Ooh. Lakers got a dubby pretty convincingly, yes, if I do did. say so. Yes, we did. Tight game, tight game all the way until about two minutes left in the fourth, though. Yeah. So. And then, obviously, just you make shots. They have to try and take just crazy, wicked threes and stuff like that. So, it's just kind of how that, that song and dance goes. Before we talk how great the Lakers looked, Ja got hurt. Yes, he did. He uh, went up against, he took took AD on uh, going to the hoop and tried to get a slam and uh, AD took him on and they both fell down to the ground and what looked like he bent his wrist kind of backwards the wrist that he's already kind of had issues with before and it completely looked backwards and it's looking like he's going to be doubtful for game two so yeah that's huge huge loss massive loss and I hate it man I hate when that stuff happens because oh I want I want to beat those Fools at full health. I, mm, you know how bad I want to beat them. Well, and you, gosh, you're gonna have unfortunately a, a Dylan Brooks type that's gonna. Well, we didn't have Jaw. We didn't have our full team or whatever. It's like maybe, maybe tell him not to go crazy in the lane and try to fly at people. Like well, realize, yeah. realize your body. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you're not. You're not Zion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also they have guys that are gonna come in and play. So Tyus, Tyus is a baller. He is he's going to boy. play just as well as Jaw is. Let's be real. He's a he's a Duke boy, and he can he can play some ball. They they're going to be fine without him for a game. But I would like it to be full strength just to get the whole. I want it, man. I want it that way. I want it right. I don't want no easy road. Everyone Charles Barkley yesterday says that we have the easiest paths. Easiest path 
to, oh my gosh, I can't say words. It's, words are hard right now. <laughs> Easiest path to the finals. Charles Barkley, on record, says the Lakers have that. I just... I, because, I, I mean, so even if whatever team comes out of this game here, Sacramento versus Golden State, they're going to be a tough seven-game opponent. I would rather play Denver or Phoenix at this point. The one of these two? Than Sacramento or Golden State. I'd rather play you guys in the final, in the Western Conference Finals, okay. rather than the second round, because then we know kind of, all right, LA or Golden State or Sacramento has been through LA, yeah. uh-huh. and they've been through Golden State or Sacramento. Yeah. So that's, that's two guys that could have definitely went to the finals. Yeah, I agree. So no, they, I definitely agree. It's going to be, gosh, these Warriors are going to test my heart all year it's you know what's interesting and we'll get to the lakers is i i think they're just gonna lose probably both at sacramento win both at home and it's gonna come to a game seven at sacramento and our road woes are gonna be talked about and they're gonna just like tug at my heart all game and then we're gonna like win in game seven or something Dude. and i'll just be like why why couldn't have we just like locked in in game one or two and not had to have pushed it to this point <laughs> where we lost both game one and two. Because that's what I'm worried about. It's obviously very early. Seven minutes and we're only down by seven. But we, you just can't lose two in a row. You just can't go down 2-0. It just can't happen in the playoffs. But If anybody can bounce back from a 2-0 deficit, it's you guys, though. It, it, it's us, and we've had your, some crazy stuff happen to us. We obviously lost the 3-1 lead and stuff like that. Looney just picked up his fifth foul. That's huge. In the third, picking up a fifth. Also bonus. Wow. Yeah, that's a massive call. Trying to guard. He's I'm hooked. That's crazy. Officiating, bro. We won't even get into that. But uh, no, back to just playoff atmosphere and what it is right now, dude. I, I I have not had so much fun. I Granted, I watched it by myself because that's just the way I am with these type of games. Need yeah, of to watch course. it by myself. But man, I had so much fun watching that game yesterday. They looked good, man. The <sighs> Lakers looked really good. Uh, they looked so good. Up and down. Up and down. Defense. Uh, my my worries are Braun. Uh, his turnovers, just lackadaisical turnovers, just not locked in in certain moments. And it's just like, why? Why are you the one doing that? Out of all mm-hmm. people, you know better. Let's go. Like, what? these are too big of moments, man. We could be beating this team by 30 right now. Like, come on. Let's do it. Yeah. Just the supporting cast, though, from yesterday was the story. Uh, Austin Reeves, shout out the boy AR. Oh, I love that man, bro. Oh, I love that man so much. He freaking closed for us yesterday. Was killer in the fourth. Rui Hachimura was locked in. Three-pointer king. Uh, most bench points uh, from a Lakers player since Magic Johnson in, like, I think it was 89. Wow. Or, yeah, it was 89 whenever he did that. So, that's crazy. Just huge contributions everywhere. Anthony Davis played great coming back from that scary little arm injury thing in the second quarter and the boys just took off braun leading everybody you know braun keeping everybody together in the fourth third quarter uh like i said two minutes left in the fourth quarter we went on a 15-0 run to end the game and beat them by you know 14 or whatever it was so i love it we got one we got three more to go and then it's on to the next baby let's get it yes sir would jaw i'm trying to think if the hand injury if he doesn't play game two probably more likely that he would play game three then i was gonna give him the the game off and then but i don't know just from his words and looking at him talk who knows about his playoff status he could be in jeopardy a lot so i, I don't know don't want to speculate don't want to wish anybody any ill will hopefully he gets right and everything gets back to normal for for john the the memphis grizzlies going forward would like to see them all at full full strength wanted to close out the balls segment with a fun little mock draft for the nfl we were talking about draft earlier with you getting to go up there uh, next week's episode is going to have a fun little draft 
segment. We're going to have a blast. Uh, we're going to have week. a good one mm. with our guests. And so we talked a little bit about doing a draft for our specific team. Yes, sir. So I think I'm going to go. I want to start. Usually I let you start on these type of thing. But I wrote down my picks because the Broncos, as it sits, have five picks. <laughs> and none in the first or second round, correct? Yeah, it's, it's uh, first pick is the 67th pick. And so two early third round. NFL draft. Yeah. So okay. let's, we'll, I'm excited about it. Let's hear some research so, even do. Here's my here's my five picks that I did for the Broncos. Okay. My first one, and I did an or here. My thought going into this pick is we've bolstered the offensive line. We got some guards, got some tackles. Center has been a, a question with Cushenberry. So what we'll do is we're gonna draft Joe Tipman or Luke Weiler. Okay. Tipman is out of Wisconsin. Weiler is out of Ohio State. Okay. Both a center, a young guy. I think I've looked and saw that we could have one of the guys that are playing that we picked up or that's already on the offensive line could play center. And even Cushenberry could play center for another year and let this guy kind of work his way, maybe start a couple of games here and there. But definitely want to start grooming the next center for the Broncos going forward. With the next pick, I had just because I don't think that there's going to be a ton of talent left as far as like, and I think this is a good pick at this level, that's Zach Harrison at Ohio State. Ooh, the linebacker? Yeah. Yeah, baby. It's a great pick, especially that late too, because yeah. he's, I'd say, probably early second to early, to late second grade, probably. Yeah. So that's that's a great value there. I love so it. So hopefully he's still there. Uh, would love that. Going into round four, pick 108. Lost Draymond Jones in the offseason. Mm-hmm. That's huge. He was a huge part of that defensive line. A big part of just what we do on the defensive end. So wanted to get someone that not necessarily replaces him because you can't replace a talent like that. But someone for the defensive line, that's Colby Wooden out of Auburn. Okay. Just a strong, not, not too, doesn't stand out at a ton of different places or like excel, but is just kind of, Good across the board. Not, Technically sound. Yeah. Yeah. Just has good technique. Doesn't commit a lot of uh, flags, turnovers, anything like that. Just really good techniques. Okay. Round five, pick 139. Going into the season, there is some question marks with Javante's health and where he's going to be in his rehab. Mm-hmm. We signed P. Ryan, which yes. is big. Great sign. I don't know what they're going to do about Latavius. I don't know if they'll bring him back. Obviously, Melvin's not there anymore. So, question marks in the running back room. And so, I'm going to put at round five, pick 139, Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. Ooh, that's a great pick. He uh, probably didn't get as much playing time as he would have liked in Georgia, obviously, since they've got backs for days coming yeah. out. But that's late pick, fresh legs type guy that might come in and, you know, at least be behind P. Ryan until Javante gets back. Uh, just some good depth. So I like that pick right there in the fifth round, man. That's good. I like it a lot. Reading up on him as I was doing some pod research and pod stuff, he is a decent receiving Back, kind of fits Sean's scheme a little bit. Uh, Sean obviously had great success with Kamara in New Orleans. So, of course, of course. Uh, a, a back that can out of the backfield that can catch is, is something that I think fits Sean's scheme pretty well. And then my last pick going into it is round six, pick 195. It's Jordan Howden out of Minnesota. He's a safety. Okay. Uh, we talked a little bit before recording that I thought that the Broncos, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos took a safety in this draft to start grooming someone behind Kareem. Kareem sitting behind Justin. Yeah, Justin's obviously getting, getting up there in age. I mean, obviously Justin's still got a ton of years left and is a great player, but want to make sure that we've got decent 
decent backups to sit behind him and can really help him. But that's my draft. That's what I got. That's what I picked. Yeah, to you. All right, bud. Well, I'm going to start my Philly draft off by announcing some beautiful, beautiful news today that we have extended our franchise quarterback, Mr. Jalen Hurts. Five-year, $255 million dollar contract yes, uh, you did. annual 51 million a year making him the highest paid player in nfl history just so 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 happy for the guy so well deserved well earned i i love him man gosh he he's, he's changed he's, everything about our organization he's so. a good dude just from watching him in interviews and, and seeing just his interactions with people he seems to be a pretty good dude have a good head on his shoulder so definitely a good face for your franchise he is man i, I love that he just his whole demeanor he had like his whole agent team is all females man he's just he's just the guy man i, I love having that type of dude leading in an organization like that so doubt. we have our guy we're set we're ready it's also he's also given us a lot of flexibility with these first two years of his contract to still go out and put a team together so he's willing to you know he gets it that's he, awesome. he understands see and that's a leader that you want somebody that understands the bigger picture understands what you're chasing for in these initial like prime years of dudes and and what they and where they're at in their games you're just going to be able to get a lot out of them so it's like let's extend these years while we got them and he seems to understand that really well very and the guys around him see it too and they talk about it i think it's evident so it's what you want having guys having guys you know for later on free agency stuff like that guys are going to want to come play with that guy because he's he's just a dude man he's going to be the first one in last one out every single day he's always trying to get better just so excited man i love it so excited that we have our guy cemented no issues let's go back to that super bowl baby <laughs> i i think you guys are, are definitely someone i see as a high possibility the chiefs are a great team and i think they're returning a bunch of dudes yeah i think you guys are, are a team that i could really do see getting there pretty easily we'll see it's hard it is it's fucking hard man so there, there's a lot of things that gotta go right so with that being said some things to go right for us in the nfl draft might help with you know things that could go wrong yeah so philly has a very interesting draft this year kind of contrary to what your draft is well philly has a lot of top end picks and not as many in the back end including two first rounders uh the first it being number 10 uh, which we were so graciously given by the New Orleans Saints. Sweethearts. Yeah, love them for that. Uh, <laughs> wish it could have been a little bit higher, but, you know, we can't be beggars. Uh, beggars can't be, uh, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. Yep, yep. So uh, we uh, we appreciate them for that. So I did a little mock draft simulator to kind of give actual people that are going to be there available at, you know, 10, 31, and, uh, oh, like real time. I like that. Yeah, so real time deal here. So with my first pick at number 10, a lot of people are not going to like this, but I truly, truly believe, and I know we're probably not going to do this guy, and we should. <laughs> we 100% should because the type of offense and the weapons on our offense would just be unstoppable. Uh, the offensive line with this guy would be unreal. I think we probably wouldn't have seen something like this since, you know, Saquon and Zeke coming in with Dallas. Uh, uh, Ooh, I know who you're talking about. And this man is named Bijan Robinson. I'm okay. And uh, they're running back from Texas. Uh, I've been waiting a long time for him to come in. I've been watching him since high school. He's been such a talent, dude. I love him. He's off the charts as far as all the stats goes, the combine, everything. He's everything you want in a running back. And Hallie Roseman, our GM, doesn't like to take running backs in the first round. He says he won't do it. But when a guy comes around that's this special of a talent, you have to take what's best available. And the luxury 
luxury of having this extra pick. I think we can take that risk of him, you know, maybe not working out, but I think he's going to work out just fine. Make the risk, man. Make the pick. Get the running back. Give Jalen some help. So, you know, even if Jalen does miss a few games like he did this past year, hopefully God he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. We can we can lean on Bijan every yeah. week. You know, we can give him 20, 25 carries a game and be like, all right, we got Jalen next week. We're back. We're fine. We can throw it to AJ, Devontae, Dallas. We're going to be okay. Yeah. The dull threat is would just be the endless possibility. Think of the things you could do with that, with the, the run options, oh the pass options. Just the things that it just opens up your playbook to a world of possibilities dude all i'm all i can imagine with Bijan robinson is you know all the fourth and one plays with the quarterback sneak shit that we yeah, did this past yeah. year when that rule did not change so that is going to be live again we are going to do it all year again and no one's going to stop it yeah could you imagine Bijan? <laughs> just put him into that recipe right there yeah. and the possibilities of things you could do with Jalen sitting there all right, I can sneak, but also I got my boy back here that's about to take it 60 on you as well if you're going to just claim up the middle. So, man, Bijan, magic pick, Howie, man. Make it happen. Let's do it, bro. Let's fucking make Bijan Robinson happen. All right, enough about Bijan. Um, we're going to go back into our first round here, uh, all the way down to pick 30. This would be our original pick here. And the guy that I have us uh, selecting maybe probably shouldn't be selected at this point. I think he fell in this draft a little bit. And and honestly, he could fall this way. But the best play- player available for me at this point was Nolan Smith, the addresser from Georgia. Okay. Uh, I don't know how he's available at 30. And pray to God if he's available at 30. Why? I don't know how 29 other teams are passing on this dude. Dude was probably the best player in college football two years ago. He had the injury this past year. Didn't really get to play much on this the national championship game. Or the national championship team. Yeah. Uh, but man, when he's right, dude can rush the passer. And he's just a smart player. You, you just want those type of guys on your defense i love him would be a great 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 a type pick right there at 30 if he's available so that would round out our first round uh we also make another selection in the second round late in the second round at number 62 my pick here for this reason we've uh we've lost a couple linebackers to free agency uh kazir white and tj edwards both signed free agent deals some uh in new places tj got getting paid big money love to see that for him so for this pick i'm going to kind of uh uh, refuel our linebacking corpse a little bit and take the linebacker out of Oregon. Your boys from Oregon, okay. uh, Noah Sewell. Flying around the linebacker. Bless you. Uh, Thank you. And there's just so many good things you could do with him. I think he could be a, just a tank. We'll see how um, our new defensive coordinator Sean Desai does. Yep. Um, I'm very, very interested to see what type of new things he brings into the table. For our defense, getting younger, uh, having all these new young pieces, having to play more this next year is going to be huge for us. So I hope everyone's getting coached up and techniqued up because we're going to need it. We're going to need those young players to really make some noise for us to, to succeed, to go back to the Super Bowl. So that's our second round pick, Noah Sewell, linebacker out of Oregon. Um, and then we have another, is that, yeah, so we have a, so we have a pick in the third round at 94. This pick, I kind of got a little wild with it as well. Obvious need here being a skill position player. We've kind of had some woes with our wide receiver three. Some big drops and big time You got plays. the two locked to Devontae and AJ. Yeah, two wide receiver ones with those two. Uh, So we're fine there. But the wide receiver three really... 
really hurt us this year, man. And I had so much love for Quez. I love that dude. He just couldn't make the big catches and the big moments. And that's unfortunate, but sometimes it just doesn't work out for you. Uh, so for this pick in the third round, I'm going to select Jonathan Mingo. The type of skill assets that he possesses is just kind of off the charts in some areas. I what think. What did you say he was off? Uh, he's a wide receiver from Ole Miss. Okay. Yep. And I love those Ole Miss boys. Uh, AJ being one of those guys that came out from there. Uh, I think they just have the right things cooking at Ole Miss with the wide receiver room. Who's the coach out at Ole Miss now? Um, who is it? Uh, it's uh. I thought it was a big like. Is it? It's uh Kiffin. Kiffin. That's what I like. Yeah. Where's the visor? Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. I was gonna say like. Where's a visor? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's old Lane. Male, he's Lane, Lane Kiffin. Yep, yep, he's there. He's running his mouth still, doing the same okay. old Lane stuff, but I love it. I, I think it's cool that he's there. He's trying to bring them back into relevance, and hopefully he gets it done one of these years. It'd be nice to see. Richard, so. who owns Billiards with Luke, yes, is a huge Ole Miss fan. He went to Ole Miss. Okay. Met, I think Katie went to Ole Miss, wants the whole family, like big alma mater, participate in Ole Miss stuff, so like he loves Ole Miss. Oh, I love that. That's cool. I know. Watch, knows like every play. Like when I say... He knows all the teams, like watches baseball, watches so he's, everything. He's a alumni boy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He die hard. <laughs> die hard. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so Jonathan Mingo, man, he's he's got a special little talent. Uh in the third round, I think that's, you know, value wise, that's that's totally fine there. I'm cool with spending that that pick on a wide receiver. Even though we probably don't really need one, we need a different type of playmaker at wide receiver three. Just for the plays that when AJ and Devontae are covered and Dallas isn't doing anything and we need a big play to happen, we got to have someone with sure hands to get that play done. So... Going Mingo here in the third round to help hopefully sure that up. Um, okay, so we're going to move to the fourth round. Oh, wait. So after our third round pick, Jonathan Mingo, Philly doesn't have another pick, unfortunately, until the seventh round. <laughs> so we, uh, we really take the night off on... Uh, <laughs> After day two, and uh, really don't pick till late, late on. Go get three. a good dinner that night. Yeah, maybe a good bottle of wine. How he's taking the night off in KC. <laughs> exactly. Him and Andy's gonna link up for some din din. And... Exactly. He's gonna show him the good cheeseburger restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to round us out here, to finish us up for this mock draft, uh, we have picks two nineteen and two. What is it? Two forty eight. So at two nineteen, uh, I'm going to take a safety out of Cincinnati, Javon Hick. Uh, we love taking guys from Cincinnati being uh, our, our main boy, Jason Kelsey, being from there. Yeah. So uh, we refill a hole being left by CJ Gardner-Johnson. Hopefully maybe we get some uh, some good uh, some good help from Javon Hicks late here in the seventh round. Maybe we get like a good special teamer out of him. Who knows? We'll see. And then at two, what did I say? Two, where are we at in the seventh round? 248. Uh, we're going to take another linebacker here. His name is super cool. It's from Vandy. Vanderbilt. Love Vandy. His name is Infernier Orgy. From that back? Infernier Orgy. And I love the name Infernier. That's that's just a dope-ass name. I love uh, it. But I'll Orgy, it. Orgy too. Gotta love that. I mean, that's who could go wrong with Orgy being your last name? I mean, that's just, that's awesome. You know how many people are going to buy his jersey just for that last name? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Whatever team drafts him hopefully takes a chance at that great marketing opportunity. <laughs> I would hope so man that would i mean it just the, makes sense you're gonna tread lines obviously but how do you, it's the kid's last name you i mean as long as you're not pushing it in people's face but you're at least at letting it be sold i think it's fine it's it's a marketing scheme at the end of the day that would help the team if anything so be so funny. let's get Can it you imagine like the commanders of <laughs> 
<laughs> that would suck if he was the commanders. They couldn't do it. They couldn't. No, that's the team that couldn't. They uh, speaking of they, their sale they is sold. approved, and uh, they are getting bought by the owner of the 76ers. Yeah. So we'll see. Josh Harris, I think his name is. That's so, sounds right. I think Magic's a part. Magic Johnson's a part of that group. So uh, interesting things coming. Who knows? Maybe they have a different opinion on Lamar, and maybe they swoop in and grab his ass. If Magic's a part of that, I could see that. Happening. I could see it out. Magic, you know, is gonna want to go get a big, big name at quarterback. Yeah, Sam, Sam Howell ain't doing it. No, not with that type of leadership up top. Nah, nah that's it's an interesting one. Yeah, Keep and when, when's the last time the Commanders been good? I mean, they went to the playoffs against Tampa. A couple of years ago, and they were all right. And their defense is young. They got some boys, but they haven't had a quarterback in forever. RG three was, was the last. RG three was the last big. And he had one year, and then blew the knee. Yeah. So, quarterback play not been great, and you got to have one of those, as we all know. So, um, Good. but yeah, man, that's uh, that's pretty much our NFL mock drafts. I love that. Love that we did that. We'll see how they stack up here next weekend. And yeah, the, I, uh, I wrote mine down. Yep, take a picture or do something of, of yours so we at least have it. Or I guess it's in words, so it's locked. But yeah, it's locked. <laughs> it's confirmed. Uh, <laughs> it'll be fun to see if we if we get any of those right. Kudos to us. If we definitely land one, you got to drop a like on the pod. So if if we land one and we confirm it on episode it'd be seven, gotta like the pod. If we take Bijan at ten, I will do something crazy for the pod. Oh, okay. What should You're, we do? I don't know. We'll think about it. If if anyone any of the fans have an idea for if the Philly Philadelphia Eagles take Bijan at ten, what should Cody do? So it's like a celebration. Celebration, and <clears throat> then maybe we do like a live video feed on Facebook. That like could be fun. An episode or something. That could be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll think about it. We'll think of something, and we gotta think quick though, because it's draft next week. Yeah, it's first round's next Thursday. It's quick, it's quick. And we'll be there, baby. We will. Let's get it. Woo! All right, straight into which I believe is turned out to be one of my favorite segments. I thought the balls is obviously something that I love talking about and is a blast, but bangers have become something I really enjoy. I I really do. The back and forth banter on bangers is just yeah, especially with Clayton. Clayton was great. Yeah, and I enjoyed his take. So shout out again to Clayton for being on last episode. If you haven't listened to episode four, make sure to check it out on Apple and Spotify. Yes, sir. But no, the, the bangers has been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Let's talk about Ted Lasso. Okay. Ted Lasso is now starting to pick up some happy steam, as I told somebody. Uh, it's making me happy again, especially at the <laughs> end of the episode. Yeah. So what are your thoughts after watching that loss, unfortunately, to Man City? They did lose. But you kind of see Ted maybe kind of get his mojo back at Ted in a sense of he was talking to Henry about how he was the bully. And Henry apologizes like, I should have done what you taught me not get angry i should have counted to 10 um and that really stuck with ted he was talking to he finished up his conversation with henry realized he kind of needed to go and address the players and he kind of started to have a panic attack a little bit his mm-hmm. the, the the ringing started and that's kind of as the show was pinned as him starting to have a panic attack his hand started shaking and he started counting and he calmed himself down the panic attack went away and you see a smile on ted's face he walks out to the locker room and gives a very uplifting, encouraging speech. And you feel good at the end of it. You feel like there's hope. At least 
that was my take. What when you watched it, what was your thoughts going through your mind as you watched that episode? Pretty much same as yours. Uh, I th they they just needed to get their mojo back. Uh, the whole team in general, really. Mm -hmm. I think there's just so many outside kind of things going on that are just distractions with the whole team. So and it starts kind of with Ted as well. Uh, and I think he he, he did that. He, he he got the mojo back. Mm -hmm. uh, his you know his his son being the bully in that whole ordeal was. Uh, kind of a big thing for him I feel like and it was a shocker for him for his son to be the one to be doing it and it's just a valuable enough another amazing lesson just being taught in that show just like you just don't know but if you are in that situation you learn from it and you, and you make yourself a better person about it and you, you own up to your mistakes and that that's why I love this show so much man it just does that <laughs> on every single level yeah and I think part of the show that is invaluable was they show you from Henry's side where he's like no I realize that I screwed up like I I should have done did what you taught me dad I should have counted to 10 I should have not got angry um, and it's, it's cool to see that because you see that it kind of reinforces that parents keep it up keep trying to teach your kids keep instilling those lessons into them and keep telling them like if you do this you you can calm yourself down or blah 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 blah. I, I just think those are good reinforcements to parents of like hey keep it up you're doing good and that's that's so huge key bro that's such a valuable lesson for parents kids listening we just just find that respect and just preach that and instill it in everybody and it's just going to make everybody else a better person and the whole world a better place too. So. Agreed. In typical uh, lasso fashion, in, in my opinion, they keep you kind of the back of your mind like a Nate. Nate's at the Greek restaurant, I think it is, or Athens, or Taste of Athens, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And he's there with Anastasia, who he met in the previous episode at the end at the bar that Rupert mm -hmm. <clears throat> talked him into going to. and Set him up with. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Went on this date with, like I said, Anastasia, and she ended up leaving because she didn't like the food, she didn't like the environment. Uh, she was like, I'm going to go call my grand, my like sick grandma or something like that. And then just came, went running out of the thing and jumped in the car with her friends and left. To her model friends, yeah. And Nate was like just sitting there like, oh. And so the hostess, <laughs> who we saw in the first season, Jade is her name. She came over to Nate and brought him his baklava and was like, that's a lot of baklava for one person. And so at that point, and we're back. Holy crap. <laughs> We were trying to watch the last like seven minutes of this warrior game and Draymond just got a flagrant too. Sabonis was grabbing his leg. It just went crazy. The Warriors tied it um, on a uh, Gary Payton three mm -hmm. and then DeAndre or De'Aaron De Fox and Steph traded back buckets and then De'Aaron made back-to-back -back buckets and now it's up four with like four and a half to play. So it got wild there for a second. We had to pause. So we're back though. We're here. Had to be able to give you guys our full attention. So we apologize. But yeah, Ted Lasso, man, this season's been great. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Excited for what's to come. We're going to be at the halfway point at this coming episode mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So we'll, I think, get a better direction of where they're going. Probably get a little trailer of some stuff to come and things like that. So we'll see. I am so glad that you watch these next two shows and that we get to talk about them for just a couple of minutes. Yes. That's Night Agent and Reacher. First, let's go with Night Agent on Netflix, a show about a guy that's answering a phone at the White House for agents, night agents that are in distress. 
is mm-hmm. essentially what what it is. What did you think of the show? I thought it was really good. Uh, the whole setting of it, uh, the whole night agent aspect is just really cool. Uh, different, you know, take on the whole president type shows that you kind of see and yeah. the action and all that kind of stuff. Corruptness of you know the presidency and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, the great show. The guy, what's his name? The main actor. I don't even know. And that's the cool thing that I thought about the show is there wasn't a big name. No, it. but every all the actors were just really good. Yeah, really, really a solid good. cast. Yeah, uh, his name is Gabriel Basso. Gabriel Basso. Okay. Yeah, he was great. Uh, I thought he did amazing. Uh, just the it had me guessing. You know, it wasn't that typical show where you just can kind of foreshadow what's going to happen and for sure you, you could pick it out. But uh, it kept me guessing till about you know the second to last episode, and then I finally figured it out. And then you kind of just let them see how it's going to play out, which kept me you know on the edge of my seat till the end, which yeah, was awesome. Sure. Uh, hopefully there will be another season. I'm thinking maybe they left it open ended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. We'll see what happens. If no one's, you know, if nobody is, if anybody that is listening hasn't seen this show, it's on Netflix. There are 42, 45 minute episodes. There's 10 of them, right? Yes. 10 episodes. And it's just a really good show, you know? The good little action flick, keep you on your toes. Netflix kind of original type show like that. So we'll say. What? It is renewed for a second season. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. Breaking news. It's 29th, actually. They renewed it for a second season. Oh, fuck. So we're here, baby. We're, yeah, we're, I'm very we're excited. We're getting, we, get, we get it. That'll be awesome. That's amazing. Love the cast. It looks like the, the regulars are going to be back and, and such. So excited for that. It was, a, it was a good show. The next show that you watched that I recommended for you was Reacher. Yes. On Amazon. On Prime. Yes. That dude, big dude, I'll look his name up while you it's, talk a little bit about but His real name whole... doesn't matter. It's Thad Castle. That's all that matters. That is Thad Castle. Thad Castle. Blue Mountain State shout out. Uh, one of the best TV shows I've ever made. Alan Richson. Richson, yeah, Alan. Yep. Uh, he's so great. His serious take, but also comedic in a way, was just hilarious. I loved it. Um, wow, Clay with a huge hit there. Down three with 338 left. Just getting into crunch time here. But no, this. This show surprised me also. His action kind of really kept me involved, you know, wanting to know what's going to happen in the end with his storyline and what his point and what he is, I guess. I mean, he's just a badass. But uh, he comes in this super small town and this huge kind of story comes into this small town and everyone's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Because nothing ever like this happens. It's, man, it's just a great little show. It's on Amazon. Yep. uh, So you can watch that if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, what do you think of Roscoe? The, Ro- the the girl. The girl cop. Yeah, she was awesome. Beautiful, too. I, what's crazy, and I don't... I, I feel like... I think I was talking to Travis about this. Is the quick relationships in, in this show and Night Agent, where like these two people meet and very quickly fall in love, or whatever you want to call it, is, is weird to me. Yeah. But I've also never been in like trauma or tragedy. So maybe that happens. Maybe if you, like, you go through a trauma together, or you're like something like that, that you just become so close. I don't know, so I'm not going to fully judge it but it just seems weird that they're like instantly in love and, and you could you could see it coming from a mile oh away. yeah as soon as you saw her and then like them have that first scene together you're like oh they're gonna be together yeah they're that's gonna, just what's gonna happen they're gonna fall in love yeah that's easy <laughs> like all right that's gonna be it hopefully one of them doesn't die he's gonna care about her a lot yeah <laughs> He might be getting uh, with her. Maybe he does. <laughs> hey, shout out the boy. You know. Yeah, for sure. New thing we're gonna do every now and then on the Bang 
bangers is we're going to bring a new artist slash album we've been listening to or, or been bumping to lately. I have one that I was going to bring this week. If you have one, great. But I, I definitely did have one. Woo. It is, I was listening to a Call of Duty stream by one of the players on the organization I like for Call of Duty, Optic Texas. His name is Shotzi. Sorry, we paused one more time. And the last pause for, if you hear it in my voice, an unfortunate defeat of the Warriors. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to move forward. <laughs> Only up from here. We, we apologize for the abrupt stoppages and pauses because... NBA playoffs are just hard. Especially when it's your heart throbbers, bro. Like, gosh, they kill you. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully Golden State will bounce back. 0-2. You know, you got two at home. We're fine. We're fine. Tied up 2-2. We're good. And then you just have a best of two. Best of three. You got to get one. Got to get one at their place. That's all I know. We've got it. it we've got to win the next four. This is just what it is. That's tough. That's tough to ask. Especially with Draymond doing his things and Wiggins not playing up to Wiggins standards. Wiggins at 25. Yeah. He was the second leading scorer. I feel like his, he just has those plays where it's just like, you yeah. know, those layups. Those it's layups second, that he missed. It's his second game back. Second game back in two months. You like, gotta have those easy ones, on. man. We're not gonna talk about it. Alright. It's only from here. Alright, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're gonna win the next two at home. We're fine. And we're gonna beat them at their place. I pray to God you win the yeah. next four, dude. Because I want your ass so bad in the second we're not game. Talking about I want it. That's all I know. Oh, Golden State. Golden State. <laughs> it's been that season, though. It has. For everyone, I feel like. Yeah. So, we'll see. Like I told Cody, it's going to be, honestly, though, them going down 2-0 and my next two days of productivity are going to be wild. Because I've got to <laughs> watch out, bro. Fuck my phone. <laughs> my phone's going to be used for music and music and then more music. Which... Leads me into our next topic, which we were talking about a little bit before we pause. We're going to do a top five artist. We're going to obviously throw in honorable mentions, talk a little about our artists, but we're going to bring in new artists that we want to kind of give to each other, let you guys know about someone that we found, something like that. I found this guy, I was, I was telling you before, from my favorite Call of Duty team uh, player. His name's Shotzi. He was listening to it on his stream. I heard it. I, I liked it. I was like, oh, that's... I like that song it's kind of the type of music that i like looked up the lyrics found who it was and it turned out to be tory lanes oh that's a great one dude tory lanes and the album is alone at prom Ooh. came out in 2021 so it's a newer album it's an 80s influenced album the song that i was specifically playing and thinking of was lady of namek and it's a good song i i've realized in myself by finding this album and by finding this specific tory version of himself is i like the singy songy the weekend post malone tory lanes those type of artists mm -hmm. when it comes to like the hip-hop side um even some like singy songy drake I, I tend to maybe go away from the harder like rap drake where he's like just giving it to you bars yeah yeah i, I yeah. tend to go like some of the lines are cool but i tend to not like those as much as the marvin jerome type of the radio boppers <laughs> okay you say radio boppers who the f i can tell you right now that everyone listening to this has probably never listened to Alona Prom by Tory Lanez. Well, probably not. not well, I was just, I was to, Screw you. to Drake. Screw you. Yeah. To the Drake one. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. 
his radio boppers are the ones that he's yeah. like singing along. But definitely, yeah. like, The Weeknd, for instance. Love The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, like I said, 80s influenced. Got a little soul in it. Got a little um, techno transition mm. by. Definitely check it out if you want to. It's only, I'm looking at it now, it's 36 minutes long. Okay. Quick little album. Then. So, 11 songs. Quick start to finish. Got some interesting names. Yeah, give it a try. Alright, I will. Definitely. I love it. I love sure. that one. So, mine would be... We're going to go into the EDM house type music. Okay. Uh, if a lot of people don't know me. I listen to more recently over the past like year or two. I've been heavily in on the EDM society of music. Techno, you know, dubstep, just sad boy, any type of, you know, DJ type music, I'm all in on. So my artist is going to be the guy named John Summit. He's probably one of the more uh, popular. John ha- Summit? John Summit. He's a J-O-N? More, yes. J- or J-A-J-O-H-N-S-U-M-M-I-T. Okay. Uh, so he is a house DJ. Okay. Uh, he's the guy, you know, he's playing huge festivals uh big time festivals really uh, all over the world he's just the guy that's getting the crowd just amped up pumped having a great time you know drinks are flowing everyone's just having a great great time uh he's that type of guy he's more of he's like he's like us he's just a bro okay. he, he's a college bro just living his best life always doing things just going ham whatever it may be maybe doing things a little bit too hard sometimes but <laughs> you know you gotta love it you gotta love gotta love the game of course uh, res- game respect game so john summit that's my boy right now you should uh he should pull up some stuff of him sometime soon i wrote his name down some some gym stuff for you going to the gym he he, uh, he has some okay. good little boppers for that just kind of get you in the let's get it let's go let's go rock out this workout real quick and okay. get it done so i love it if anybody doesn't really listen to edm i know a lot of people kind of are very very like what is what even is that uh electronic music uh definitely check it out change my whole aspect of music i really didn't have any sort of idea of what that era or what what even that music was to begin with uh the festival aspect kind of got me into that more and fell in love with it so change really kind of gave me a different aspect on how you see life uh mentally uh, and just respecting it more uh giving that to everybody else and just learning that you, you know uh Music can just take you into so many different ways, and uh, that kind of really helped me and in my kind of personal self to kind of get through some things. So I love it. Hope everyone starts listening to it and give it a chance. So yeah, for sure. Well, each of us are gonna do thirty seconds of the song. So listen to this, and we'll be right back. I've been trying not to go off the deep end. I don't think you wanna give me. I've been trying not to go off the deep end I don't think you wanna give me a reason I've been trying not to go off the deep end I don't think you wanna give me a reason Well, would you look at the time? I'm racing against it Your heart's in my heart Complacent against it I stare at your soul I'm facing temptations I wanna do right We both want the sensation So can we I hope you guys enjoyed a taste of those two artists, uh, one being John Summit and the other being Tory Lanez, specifically the Alone at Prom album for Tory Lanez. I don't 
I'll dive in a little heavier on his music and see what else I might like out of him, but specifically that album. Um, so what we're going to do is our top five artists. Huge when you're talking what could be controversial to some. Very controversial. Uh, could, I don't necessarily say spark any arguments because how can you argue, tell someone that their music, I mean, I guess, yeah, you can tell someone their music taste is bad because people's music taste can be bad. So, it can be for sure. I don't know where I was going with that because you're right. People can have bad music taste. Hopefully none of our listeners do. I'm assuming if they listen to our pod, they don't have bad music taste. So Open oh, minds, baby. Stay right? open. Listen to all kinds of music. Just you never like, know what type of music can hit you differently and make you feel something. So exactly. Get it, baby. Exactly. So do you want to do your top five first, the whole entire list? you want to do my entire list first or you want to go back and forth? How do you want to kind of approach this? I say we do like a... We do a set top five list. Okay. But we go from five to one and we like we go back and forth. And it has to, there's no like, this isn't my number one. Like it has to be a number one, right? Or Five to one. So you have to go from worst to first. Your least favorite to your most favorite. So do you have your set yeah. locked in? All okay, right, you yeah. go first. And I'm ready to roll. While you're telling the audience about your list, I'll number mine. I have currently nine people wrote down here. The list is about to get really trim, and we're going to rank some stuff. So, Mr. This is going to be fun. I'm excited to hear you. I just got butterflies. <laughs> I just got nervous. I love it. I love it. Um. Okay, so... Mr. Cody Davis. I'm going to begin. Yes. Uh, so, wait. Are we going to do... I'm going to do five. You're going to do five? Like... Or, sorry. I'm going to do my... my fifth and then you're gonna do your fifth no oh, i was gonna have you do your entire no, list. i'm just gonna do it yeah okay okay, okay fine all do right. your entire list all right fine 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 it's fine okay so starting off you gotta you gotta shout out the ladies first and this lady is in my top five and she is number coming in at number five for the pure reason of i had to put at least one female in my top five just because they're like just it just for the sole reason of female musicians and everything about them, they, they just do so many different things than men do. Uh, probably, obviously, voice-wise, you know, you, you, there's just so many different things you can get into with that. But female, shout out to females. They just they just hit different as far as when music and hearing a voice. That's just magical. It's just different than a guy. So, number five, this girl changed, honestly, the whole world as far as female voices go. Uh, from a very young age, teenage teenager, uh, she took on the country world. And then the world wasn't ready for her to change into a pop star and take over the world again in an even bigger way. Uh, and this girl is named Taylor Swift for my number five, bud. Oh, wow. I was not expecting that. You weren't, bud. You didn't think that was coming, huh? No. So I put her in my top five because I was looking for the most influential and the amount of albums that she's come out with over the years, the albums that she does come out with, the meaning behind them, her life, how she explains it so beautifully. Uh, she's just a powerhouse, man. Powerhouse over the last 20, 20 years, you could say, really. Almost 20 years. That, that makes me feel old. Has it been 20? years yeah no not quite about there about that yeah i'd say 15 at least oh for so sure. she she's just taken over uh and been one of the top top dogs in the music industry for as long as i can remember so uh taylor swift number five baby i can i can i wrote my list down while you were talking so i can do number five if you want to go back to back and okay do it that we'll go way. back to back i like it okay so i do want to a quickly quickly honorable mention 
the two that I had to unfortunately leave out of the top five. It was really hard. I struggled over here. I erased a couple of times. You struggled over there. The 1975. Ooh, I love that. And I I always say I'm Kaleo. I showed you that, that Icelandic band mm-hmm. uh, that performed at the cool like tower and stuff. I saw them live at the uh, one in St. Louis. I'm blanking. The pageant. Oh, yeah. Salt great great venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very intimate. Super cool yes. concert. Saw it with my buddy Ryan. So I left those two off. Had to quickly shout them out because they're great artists. Please check them out if you haven't already. The 1975 and, and Kaleo or Kaleo, however you want to say them. But my number five is one that is probably, it means a lot to me between me and my brother. Some stuff has happened in our family that kind of has happened when he has released albums. So certain albums mean something to me. And that's none other than Grammy award-winning John Mayer. Ooh. Mm. Amazing choice, brother. Absolutely got me in the... That gave me butterflies a little bit. Mr. John. So, I've seen John live... Five times, I think? Sheesh. Four or five times? So, you're a fan fan. I've went with my brother a lot. Uh, We saw... The first time we ever saw him live was in 2017, I believe, in... Uh, KC at Sprint Center when he first when he released his Search for Everything album and went on his tour first time he had been on tour since like Battle Study or mm-hmm. for a while he had, hadn't went on tour in a while and it was great then we went to Chicago saw him at Tinley Park oh good and then went so it's only been four and then went back to back went KC and then uh, St Louis gotcha. So. That's, oh that's amazing I need to I, he's one on the bucket list still I need to see I would have really. I wish I could have saw his solo tour, mm-hmm. but it just didn't coordinate, obviously, wedding season and trying to save up for that and do things. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So got to pick and choose your battles there, and, and a solo tour would have been super cool and, and memorable to see, but more important things ahead that are going to be really cool. Bigger so. events, yes. Mason's going to see T-Swift, too, in a couple yeah. of weeks, a month. Or... We'll have to get her. I, you know, I might get to go see T-Swift with her. Her mom... Shout out her mom is dealing with uh, some health stuff that may prevent her from being able to attend. So I may get to step in and go with Mace. So we'll see. You lucky dog. I know. It could be cool. I'm very excited. Uh, I've seen lots of stuff on TikTok and, and everything. And it could be really cool. She's such a fucking superstar, bro. Yeah, she's Love she's her. crazy. But yeah, John Mayer, uh, again, means a lot personally. And it just it just hits in the feels. And dude's... An insane guitarist. I think top five ever. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if anyone tries to argue that. Fuck them. They're idiots. But top five guitarist all time. Yeah. Just a boy, man. Yeah. Put on those sad Heart throb. <laughs> you gonna get some Got tears. Got a wide range. Some she, tears running down man. here soon, but Yeah, it's, it's good. Good stuff. So, number four for you, Mr. Davis. Number four, baby. So, this guy I've seen, let's see, nine times. I think I might know who it is. Nine times. Uh, Easily one of my favorite artists of all time. Just the most relevant... Like, if I could pick one person just to, like, live around daily and just be a best friend of, this guy would be the guy. Uh, He's so damn cool. He's just like us. He lives just the same life he's always lived no matter how crazy famous he is how amazing music he releases post malone baby number four i love that man seen him so many times i hate you've seen him nine times dude and it every time is better than the last that's, that's crazy. and that's what makes me keep going back may saw him and casey after the chiefs won the super bowl oh yeah so kelsey and yep Pat showed up like 
Yeah, they that, got floor that, seats. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Mace they got were floor. dancing and shit. And yeah, that, Mace got all floor those seats TikToks. And they were that. right behind. Yep. them. Pat showing up with a championship belt. She has yep. like videos of them and dates <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, but he's a dude, man. There's just no one cooler. His music is so relatable. Oh, so just for our time period of yeah. going through high school, going through college was just post, man. Post was always. Always being played. Underrated uh, song, or maybe not underrated, but a song that sticks out on his uh, Hollywood's Bleeding album is Internet. Love I Internet. Love Internet. Internet's great. Uh, gosh, that Hollywood's Bleeding whole album's so good. I bang it still to this day. Uh, dude, every anytime I'm feeling like down, needing to go on like a little cruise by myself, just clear my mind, bro. I fall apart, man. I fall apart gets played. Almost every time. There's no. See, I could do that. I'd just start crying. Dude, it, it, that, that's the cry. That, that cry you're searching for. That's the song you need to play. Yeah. I'll remember that. I'll remember we got that. kind of deep there. Yeah. No, I'd I'd cry. But that entire Hollywood's Bleeding album just is. I, I don't think it gets enough credit for how amazing it is. Oh man, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. It was so good. Yeah. Even like the beginning, um, Hollywood's Bleeding, and then a thousand bad times. The, I have a shirt, actually, that shirt right there. Uh, let me grab it. <laughs> wow, this is cool that I actually have something. It's a Post Malone shirt, and it is from... What song is it? Say congratulations. No. White Iverson. No, it's from that album. Oh, okay. Okay, how, uh, so it's Post Malone, Hollywood Bleeding, album three, and it's sad but true. It's allergic. Yeah. Okay. Friends with all my demons. Oh, that's so cool. Hell of a shirt. Where'd you get that at? Macy got it for me in KC. Nice. So at the concert. Yeah, at the. But yeah, that's awesome. Concert tees, I think, might be my favorite. Dude, jerseys. You gotta get some jerseys. See, I've never gotten. A, I've never got a jersey before. <sighs> you gotta get a jersey. Love me some jerseys. Do most artists sell jerseys now? Uh, or do you have to go to, like festivals or like EDM type stuff. Mostly it's EDM type stuff that do that, but rappers do jerseys. Okay. Hip hop. So like you think Post would have one? Definitely. Yes. Okay. 100%. Yes. He, I've seen a guy, this was probably the coolest one I've seen. Uh, it was a posty Utah Jazz old custom, but it was like a tight, like full NBA jersey, uh, but it had the old like 90s uh, purple old jazz oh. logo on it. Dude, it was so sick, and it had the Malone, uh, but it had the po. It had a what did it say? No, it said Posty up here, but it had a uh, like a vintage Malone kind of deal on the front, and that's, dude, that's it was sick. just so sick. I have some John Mayer. Band. I bought a John Mayer tee at every show I've went to, and I have a bunch of John Mayer tees that are fucking just ridiculously cool. Also, merch at concerts and festivals are just oh, out yeah. fucking rages. Might be on that water bottle. I have like a John Mayer like sticker. Yeah, it's just friggin' can't get enough of concert merch. Yeah, it's uh, can't get enough concerts and festivals. Ready for ready for spring and summer. Next time Posty comes around, we gotta go. Let's together. go to yes, please. You can pop uh, my you can pop my Posty Jerry for oh me. Oh my god, <laughs> you know it. So number four for you. Ooh, so number four for me is I just I can't ever say no to this guy. Um, he gets me in my fills. He, I probably listen to him. If you come in my office and I have headphones on, 
there is a probably 70% chance that I have this guy on. He didn't make it to my number one. He is number four. That's Mark E. Bassey. Ooh, okay. Some people say Basie. Either way, Marky, that's my dude. I uh, got got turned on to him by Adam and have never went back. He is he's more of a hip-hop guy, R&B, but singy-songy from East Hollywood. Mm. Just uh, sings about doing coke and just partying. And, Getting crazy with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but has some real, like, talks about bro- broken hearts and love and... okay. Some sad boy type stuff. Yeah, definitely some sad boy type stuff. Okay. I'll send you some some of my pets. What I think we should do is once we release our top five, we should release a playlist on Spotify because Spotify is a better playlist collaboration tool yes, yes. than Apple. Apple, get your stuff together. True. For sure. I'll add 25 songs, five from each, and you add 25 songs, five from each. And we'll let our artists or our bands listen to, Kinda listen to some of to our top five. I love that. Let's do it, dude. So, That's so cool. Great yeah. idea. Let's, let's let's make that happen. So people can listen to some Bassy. People can listen to who you've talked about, Posty, and, and different things like that. So awesome. very, very excited. That's a great idea. But yeah, that's my number four. Number three for you. Number three for me. This is really, really tough because, man, my number one and my number two are probably the most two influential musicians that have had the biggest type of just movement on me and the way I've experienced music and the how much happiness it's brought me, those two. So for three, though, I'm going to... This is so, so tough, man. Number three is the boy, probably the GOAT rapper of all time, the one and only Drizzy Dog, Drake. Drake made it in your top five. Drake made it in my top five. Drake Drake didn't even make it in my top seven. Damn. That's interesting, bro. He might not. If I thought about it, I don't know that Drake would make it in my top ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, as some... But no, like, not the dog on Drake. I no, love Drake. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, he'll go down as one of the best musicians ever when he's done. If not the best he rapper. He will go down as best rapper. In my yeah. opinion, he will. Uh, he'll pass Wayne. He will. Yeah. Definitely so. But... Over the years, though, throughout, you know, again, high school, college, that dude was always on on, on the radio, man. He, he was getting played. He was in the headphones, like, no matter what, ball games. Oh, yeah. I was pumping that dude. He was getting me pumped up. Probably one of my favorite songs ever is uh, is Going Bad um, with him and Meek. And yeah. they, that's... That song, dude. I, I could listen to that song every single day, multiple times a day, and never get bored of it. Never get tired. It, of it gets me so fucking pumped up. I want to run through a wall every time I hear it. Like, let's let's go get us some. You know, let's go get us some wins. We're walking on the court with the boys, and we're we're trying to win only and play hard. You know, that's kind of the vibe I get from that song. But uh, no, number three, Drake, gonna be a goat. Will always forever be a goat. Love him. I hope he starts releasing some more new stuff. It's it sounds like he's going to be releasing some new a lot of new stuff here soon. And uh hopefully it's hopefully I mean bring back old Drake. I want some old Drake. What do you think about that? I will say Drake in the Thank You Later album is like some of the Drake I, I go back and listen to the most. Uh Take Care is obviously my favorite Drake album. I probably is most people's favorite drake album probably yeah that's some drake i'd like to hear i'd love him to put out like legit g-eazy did it and it it was actually decent as do a sequel like i would love him to do take care too Ooh, that's a good take 
Like literally just do it. Go away for like a year. Don't put yourself in the headlines and fucking make take care to. And just mm. have it be your because I think the last couple of albums have been good commercially, but haven't really set well with his audience as far as like what they want from Drake. Well, his his uh, you know his bottom line people of like what made him be at the top need that that official stamp of like okay I'm going to be here for a next another ten like let's let's have that stamp I'm not going away. I'm I'm at the top still of my game no matter what no matter who's coming out we need that we need we need that piece of music Take Care was 2011 and it had things like Over My Dead Body Mm -hmm. Headlines Headlines Take Care Marvin Drum The Real Her Hell Yeah Fucking Right featuring Lil Wayne Yep The Motto Just so many bang 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 number one hits like platinums yeah, just so many. Let's let's get another one of those. I need that. I need pretty much every song on the album being just. I could listen to it over and over again. I need it. So, Drake, number three. What you got for your third, bud? Number three for me is going to be a performer that I think, in my mind, might go down as one of the best performers ever. Can just create a show with his albums and with his music videos and with his tours and with everything, he tells a story and you follow it from start to finish. And he's so methodical in the way that he puts out his posts and just how he tells this story and allows his audience to come in and and, and start to see it develop. And that's none other than The Weeknd. Let's go. The Weeknd, I'm not going to lie to you. If it wasn't for the, the next two having just such like sentimental and like, good stories about him and things like that. The weekend very well could have been number one. The weekend is insane. <laughs> I watched that freaking LA concert visual thing on, on HBO max or HBO now, whatever it is. Yeah. Incredible. It was so good. Yeah. Like the visuals, the, the people, the acting, the dance, like everything about it, it was just, it was great. It was a great you, story. I remember you telling me about, about that saying to go to watch it. And it was really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I think he just does that. I mean, even his SNL performances, like the backdrops that he's got, tell a story, and it's just the weekend's been doing it forever too. He's uh, been st- in for a minute. Got to start up with Drake. Drake kind of helped him. Mm-hmm. I would say, kind of, um, definitely helped him out. But had that guidance a for bit. sure. I uh, am excited to see what's next in this trilogy that he's been kind of doing with the uh what was the after hours and then dawn there's apparently he does his things in trilogies obviously so the next this is the next trilogy so we'll see what the third album is going to be and how it closes this chapter of the weekend very interesting i'm excited too he's he's a boy so oh well, can't go wrong I'm, with that pick no. i'm definitely tomorrow Tonight, I'm going to listen to everyone that you've talked about, everyone that I've talked about. So, very excited to, to dive into some of these. We're getting into the nitty-gritties. You're number two, sir. Man, these two are closest to my heart. Uh, have definitely just put in so many, so many hours listening to these two artists. It's not even funny. Don't even want to know how many hours. But number two is... A boy that I probably started listening to three or four years ago, uh, 
the first time I actually saw him live was at Bonnaroo in 2019. Uh, didn't have any sort of idea of what the electronic community was like, EDM, DJs, like what they were like in the festival aspect. Had no idea, was a total noob to all of that. And I went and saw this dude. He was like pretty much a closer for a night at Bonnaroo. And just put on the most absolute shows of shows. Didn't know one song of his other than like a few radio boppers that he had with the Chainsmokers or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just so blown away by the type of feeling it was giving me like just total i don't know man just the the attachment that you feel with all the people standing around you in a festival uh when someone's just entertaining at the highest of levels there's just nothing like quite like that and this guy brought all the feels every single time i've seen him i think it's been seven times all the fifis all the fifis okay the boy mr nick miller Elenium. Okay, that's how I figured it was. Yep, 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 yep. He goes by Elenium, that's his DJ name, and uh, if you've never listened to him, please, please, please go listen to the boy. Oh, for sure do. He's got some of the best music you'll ever hear. Uh, just gets you in the feels, man. Knows how to knows how to perform, and if you've ever seen him live, he just, every single show is different, and he just hits you in all the different ways, and... It's wild, man. I love him so much. Uh, I appreciate his music music so much more. Uh, I really can't wait to take you to a show to see him. You and I have been talking about it for a little bit now. Uh, and I think we might get to do it maybe this, this summer. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we do. Yes. So excited for you to experience that with me. So what about you, bud? Who, have, who's your uh, number two? I have some of him on my, my playlist. Oh, yeah. I, I share I share some stuff with you. Before. I definitely... Before that, I had both the Ascend and Awake albums on my yeah, boy. on my phone. So he is also dropping a new album in eleven days. That is true. You and Jake were talking about that. Yep. Shout out, Jake. Yes. Okay, number two. Uh, number two is an artist that I have yet to see. I can't wait to one day see his music. Is just incredible. I, I don't. I can't say enough about what it does to me, to other people, the impact that he has on the world and the people that listen to his music. It was funny. Me and Macy during COVID would, would be like, is at least save him. Like at least make sure he's okay. <laughs> if we're going to make sure one person is okay, it's him. And the other person we got would always say is Harry Styles until everything happened with Jason and Olivia. We would always be like, and save Harry. Like, because Watermelon Sugar came out and you're like loving no, Harry because he's such like a. And I'm, still to this day, I fucking love Harry Styles. Like, how could you not? He's this controversial take before I announced too. He is this generation's Elton John. Damn. Bookmark it. That's a fire take, bud. We could talk about that on episode six for any guests. If they love music, we should just make episode six just about bangers, and it might just be. Well, we have to have, we have the, the draft, but yeah. episode six might be a long one, so tune in, and we might break it up. It into might two be parts. Long. My number two is Post Malone. No, let's go. I was just thinking, are we going to have uh, the same artist on our top five? I can promise I you, the ones won't be the same. I but, can promise you that. Uh, Post Malone. You had mentioned it. I just meant, how can you not? Like, make sure Post Malone stays alive. <laughs> like, Post yes. Malone is, he just released a new one, Chemical. Great. 
so it's good. different, but it's still incredible. Just everything, I love it. Shows his little soft side, man. It's, ah, I love him so much. He's just, gosh, he just knows, man. He gets it. Oh, for sure. And he, uh, you'll like this. Go check out Optic, the team I was talking about. Uh They got to hang out with him for 48 hours because he was in Dallas and then Austin and they're stationed out of Frisco. Yeah. And so they just, he invited them and like they hung out with him for two (laughs) days and played beer pong and like the back and just chilled with him for two days. That's fucking And recorded it for like a vlog. You should check it out. He's so cool. Oh. He comes out in, like, pajamas, like, just like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, daps him up and just, I would love to hang out with Post. And everything I've ever seen of him and every interview and every, he is the most genuine, like, so thankful. Like, he doesn't think he's good. Like, he doesn't think his music's good, but he's like, my fans just keep loving it, so I just keep putting it out. Like, it's it's okay. Like, it's it's a decent out. And it's a, he, it's I remember best. specifically before he put out Hollywood's Bleeding, he was talking to Jimmy Fallon and he was like, it's okay. Like, it's decent. Where the Hollywood's leading turned out to be incredible. So many just I mean boppers. How long was Circles on the radio? It still is on the radio. You could probably hear it at least 20, 25 times in a week. It's still played that often. It's I know for a fact it is because we heard it a couple days ago. It's such a banger, dude. You can't yeah. go wrong with it. It's it's incredible. That'll definitely be on the playlist for sure. But it's post. Post is number two. So do we get do we get ten, 10 songs posty, for posty? We'll make sure we. So you it. get your five and I get my five. Yeah, I bet we'll have five different songs. Probably. I love it. That's cool. probably yes. And number one, Mr. Cody Davis. Do you have a guess of who my number one is? Man, no, because I just it, it's so wide. <laughs> Such a like I I no not even gonna try. How should I start this? I have a tattoo of some of his. Uh, some of his lyrics on my arm. Okay. Uh, the the tattoo says, don't forget the happy thoughts. Uh, I got that tattoo with two other good friends of mine. Uh, we all got the same tattoo in different places. We saw this man for the first time at that Hangout Music Festival okay. where I was supposed to see Frank Ocean and he dipped on us. Okay. Same, same deal. This man, bro, this man changed my aspect of just everything. Growing from like the ages of like 21 to 25 and that's like a huge time in a man's life i feel oh, yeah. like you're really growing into you're becoming yourself you're like you've left your parents you've kind of been on your own a little bit and you're alone at this point like and you're figuring out you're yourself. figuring out life yeah yeah for sure becoming a little adult <laughs> yes learning at 21 you're official like no one feels bad for you anymore learning so much about yourself too uh and that was that was my biggest thing with this guy is I was listening to his music with also experimenting with just a lot of different things, you know, going to these festivals. Uh, Mom and dad, you know, don't listen to this if you don't want to, but just learning and uh, maybe taking some psychedelics and mm-hmm. just kind of really trying to figure myself out and uh, just using those in such a positive, respectful way too. really kind of brought a good light to me and just the way I see life and the way I go about things now are just totally different. So I just got so much respect for this guy. It's insane. I love him. I could listen. I do listen to his music every single day. Uh, Chance the Rapper. Wow. I did not see that one coming. Right. Uh, this, he, his first off acid rap was the main thing that 
took me by storm, yeah. 100%. Uh, once I figured out how great Acid Rap was, mm-hmm. I went back into 10 Day and just fell even more in love. And then he dropped Coloring Book, and yeah. I was like, fuck, this guy is the best. Like, he is my favorite. It's hands down. I probably could, I know every single song off Coloring Book. I don't know how many times I've listened to that album. It's an, it's insane. Uh, dude, changed my life. So. Do you like the Big Day? Uh yeah oh yeah yeah definitely Me and so. Macy love singing Pot Shower together. Oh yeah that there's a radio bopper. Yeah it's fun. Yep. Uh, it that one was good. Just di- didn't compare though for yeah, from those course. old ones. That they just so much happened with those old ones with me that yeah. nothing will ever get to that point. Uh, shout out Chance though right now April thirtieth he's dropping like a acid rap remake kind of thing and he's supposed to be going on tour to do like acid rap again. Oh, so that'll be sick. I that's that's a must see for yeah, me. Book it for I you. have to I've got to see that. Look so. at Dan Oh, let's get it baby. How could you imagine that, dude? Oh, that's good. Awesome. That'd be so fun. That'd Probably in KC maybe. Team Naval Center, that'd be an awesome place to see him in. Uh big enough to let's get it done. That'd so be sick. Chance to rapper number 1 maybe. Wow. Let's uh I'm very, very excited to hear this number one for you. So, so give it to me. I found this one before I met Macy for the second time. So I met Macy uh, in high school and then got reconnected through mutual friends back in like 2017. I found this artist. They are kind of folky. And I fell in love immediately with their sound, with their vibe, with their energy, their storytelling. If you haven't kind of figured out by now, I enjoy a, a, an artist that kind of tells a story as well. Um, I feel like everyone that I've named kind of does do that in a way uh, with their music or, or with certain parts of their albums. So, and then Macy and I ended up dating. I got tickets to this band, took her to see it. She ended up falling in love and... A couple of the songs have really big meaning to me and Mace, and I believe one of them, uh, spoiler, I I won't say the name of the song, I'll let people guess, might be our first dance. Mm. So, this artist is none other than Lord Huron. Very nice. Uh, I love all their music. I love every single album. I could probably, within 20 seconds of a song playing, tell you the song and what album it's off of. Just incredible band. Uh, They've stayed together. They released this cool, like, documentary film slash album when COVID hit. That was them as, like, a radio host people that they were playing, like, their album through, like, a radio. And then they released the album, which was cool. And you got... The one thing I didn't like was they made, like, a paid subscription. So you had to, like, pay to, like, be able to watch them. Mm. But then, like, like, it was, like, a weekly thing. Like, every week they played, like, three new songs. And then next week they'd play three new songs and it was like different visuals. And it was like, mm. it was like whispering pines, radio KGB. So it was like, it was really cool. I don't know. It was interesting. It was gave you something to do during COVID. And you're like, Oh, this is cool. And this is awesome. Yes. So that, that's a different, different way of doing it too. Yeah. It's super cool. And then obviously years later, um, Obviously, COVID's still kind of here or whatever, but mm-hmm. they released it on YouTube, so you can go on YouTube and like watch it. It's 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 cool. So okay, nice. Okay, if anyone hasn't checked it out, um, definitely suggest. But yeah, Lord Huron, number one, they'll be on the playlist. Check them out. I love them. They're they're incredible.
So, so cool, dude. Yeah. Well, these lists, man. A1 list. Yeah. Definitely. Music is... I know I had a, had a bad day last week, and I don't know without either Macy or music, the two M's in my life, I guess, my m ms <laughs> I don't know that I would have made it. And I think a lot of people could relate that music is just something that connects everyone and just really can put you in your feels, can make, there's certain songs that speak to your emotions that can really help you portray certain emotions that... There's sometimes I even find myself like, I don't really know what to say. I don't know how to maybe tell someone how meaningful they are to me. And I'm like, hold on. This song tells really well how, like, listen to this song. It, it speaks better than my words. And so I just, music's incredible. Uh, piggybacking off of that, Chance has a song on Coloring Book, and it is called All We Got. Uh, music is all we got is the lyric that he says in that. Yeah. And I just totally agree with you, brother. Like that is, it, it makes you, if it gives you those different feelings in your chest and you don't know what it is, obviously it's something that you never felt before. Yeah. And usually it's so good. You want to feel that again. So usually it comes from either a listening to somebody, uh, seeing somebody live, you know, being in a place where it just, everything's perfect and it all matches well. And you feel those butterflies in your stomach of, damn, this is music. This is music making me feel this way. Uh, someone's music, someone created this. Uh, it's wild, bro. It's, it's so great that we have it. Nothing compares to the feeling I'm sure people could find things that do, but in, in terms of this is when you're at a concert and it's the perfect weather and the artist you've been waiting for, it comes out and even it could be even mid set. And there's just that moment where it's like, for instance, something in a John Mayer and they start like playing the chords to the beginning of a song that you really love mm-hmm. and you get the goosebumps on you. And that's the moment you're like, this is where I have this is this moment right here is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, the, the perfect moment in time. Hundred percent. Yes, and that's man, nothing quite like it. Really not. No. No. Nope. If you haven't been to a concert since COVID, which I have not, uh, unfortunately, plan to start going. Um, probably more after the wedding. I would say after the wedding, me and Macy will do a lot of crap. <laughs> but she's so been so stressed, and I've been so stressed. And yeah, it's like we want to save as much as we can to make this as fun as possible, and then go on an awesome honeymoon, and then start come back, and then play and have fun from there. But yeah, concerts just need to start going to concerts again. <clears throat> make sure that they just, don't die again. Like when COVID happened, and there was no concerts, no sports. Like that was the saddest time. It was not a fun time. Not a fun time at all. So let's let's start going to concerts. Start reminiscing again. Start when a, a band that you love goes on a comeback tour, go see them. Like I even bands that like from our childhood. I can think of like the Jonas Brothers. I still listen to the, the JB every. And they come out the new album. Like okay, let's let's jam out to some JB. I was thinking like Blink One Eighty Two. See, I I never jammed out to Blink One Eighty Two, or like I did a little bit of Green Day. I did a little bit of... Mm, that hurts my heart, bro. Yeah, I, well, you gotta think, like... So my upbringing and, and my music taste 
comes from a lot from my parents. Like my mom listened to a lot of jazz. Mm, okay. So like Brian Culbertson, like George Howard and things like that. My dad, tons of eighties and tons of country. Yeah. So, and then actually not eighties, seventies cause 70 Saturday okay. every <laughs> weekend in my dad's truck, seventies oh, effing Saturday. <laughs> and then any other day, 94.7 country or uh-huh. 100.5 country. Uh-huh. Yep. So I had lots of country and then Peyton kind of introduced me into John Mayer. And then after that, it was just me figuring things out, but yeah, never much green day, blink 182 fallout boy, things like that. Never. Gotcha. I don't know. You skipped that stage in your life. I guess. That, that punk rock boy. Didn't, yeah. didn't want that. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely went through that stage. So I think I just went straight, just like T-Pain, little Wayne, <laughs> never even crossed a foot into that world. Yeah. You need to. You need to. You need to go back and listen to Blink One Eighty Two. Okay. Man, they've got some, oh, such amazing songs, and so many of those bands, Blink, uh, you know, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, Green I Day, Breaking Benjamin. all those people, just so many, so many more. Um, missing so many, but we've had a great time recording this. I, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. I do want to allow Cody the chance to announce and remind everyone. Episode Mother Effin' 6 is going to be a two-parter, we have decided. It's going to be absolutely insane. We'll release normally, like we do on Wednesday. Give you guys a couple days to digest. And then we'll hit you with a Saturday afternoon, just hot, hot bangers episode. With the man, the myth, the legend, Cody. Take it away. Woo! Drum roll, please. Um, this boy, this man, this daddy. <laughs> Can't wait to have him on. He's gonna bring the most fire takes there is. I love him to death. One of my best friends. The one, the only, Maxwell MC McCorder. Uh, can't wait to have him on. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a blast. What's crazy is that <clears throat> neither you nor I knew that we knew him from different times of their lives. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Until we pulled up to their house to pick him up for ball. Shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And seven thing. Yes, and yes. I was like, wait, Max McCorder and Paige? And he, you're like, yeah, Paige is my girl. I love Max too. And I was like, wait, hold on. And then Max <laughs> came out and he's like, Caleb? And I was like, we went to high school together. Yeah, what so, are we doing? I well, love it. I know Max went to high school together. Um, excited for episode six. It's going to be a effing blast. I oh, I can't fucking wait for that motherfucker. We'll break Come it up on, into bro. two parts. Uh, <laughs> if you get to the end of this episode and it's broken up into two parts, I ended up breaking it up into two parts because it was long. Again, was watching the playoffs. We'll get better with the live reactions as we do live takes and then try to stay more focused on the pod. But... Obviously, the live comms and the live reactions to what's going on in the games is also something that I think is, is kind of fun and, and neat to do. So we'll see. Uh, definitely more announcements to come on future things. Uh, one thing I wanted to announce before we go was make sure to check the description below. Check timestamps. I'm going to keep doing that every episode. Hopefully, you guys liked it from the previous so you can skip around and go to different parts that you uh, want to like. Don't know how detailed I'll get into it, so I'm not going to make any crazy commitments to that. But uh, yeah, Cody, any closing thoughts before we wrap up? 
I'm so pumped that we did this episode. It was fire, fire, fire. Yep. Uh, amazing, amazing. You did great. Uh, I think the takes were amazing. Um, so many great things coming up for us. These next episodes, uh, the couple, next couple of guests we have lined up. Can't wait to announce those. Uh, last thing, definitely check us out on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we, uh, we're slowly climbing up on our page ranks and we're getting some followers and we appreciate you guys so, so much. Uh, our listens on Apple and Spotify, definitely check us out on there. Um, we're getting high on our numbers there too. Keep growing and growing and we appreciate you guys listening so, so much. Can't thank you enough. Uh, we honestly do this for, for Caleb and I just because we love doing it, but then we also love hearing feedback and the appreciation of other people getting to know us as well and really thinking that we're doing a good job. So we're going to keep grinding. Uh, We're going to keep getting better. Hopefully, you know, we're just going to keep adding new things. Uh, We're learning as we go. Uh, Hopefully gathering some uh, some cool people as assets to help us with this whole thing. And uh, just keep on growing it, man. Can't wait. Hopefully the last episode was edited well. It was the first time I had really tried to heavily edit and, and do a good job. I wanted to make the first guest episodes as well as possible. So hopefully this one is, is good as well. And I'll try to keep getting better as much as possible as well. Again, thank you everyone for your support, the love, the follows, the likes, everything. Have a great, great evening. Have a lovely rest of your week. And always... Peace out, guys. Fuck a pigeonhole. I'm a night out. It's a different mode. I'ma have to make a pain.